I've been listening to a lot of Skrillex, obviously. His latest album is fantastic. Um, but just a lot of, like, house artists, Fortet. Um, For, man, Fortet, they're, they're classic, man. Yeah. Channel you know, for a while. Channel Trays. Um, Vita. Um, Vita's that one uh, girl that we saw on TikTok where she like starts the uh the tape recording is it boom 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 oh yeah yeah I yeah she starts it and it's shot really well too need your chemicals, my dopamine. can we do a cover live on here oh uh, dude i'd Let's love to it. but she hasn't even <laughs> released the full song vita you need to release the full song i am tired of waiting it's been months <laughs> months wow. okay Okay, it was last year when you uploaded that snippet. <laughs> All right. It's oh, it's 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 been long enough. Okay, it's been long enough. Well, I mean, hey, she could be in the process of making a masterpiece right now. Look. So listen. You don't got to be vindictive. At listen, it. listen. Okay, <laughs> listen. Okay, okay. We live in an o- intensely consumerist society. All right, listen, listen. All right, all right, all right. The snippet itself was a masterpiece. <laughs> Why would she need to do anything more to it than what she already has? It was fantastic, and it sounded finished to me. <laughs> but you know, I guess it's just my opinion. But well, yeah, Kylo Kish is someone else. Oh my She's goodness! Oh my goodness! American Girl. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Dude, what a what a fantastic album. And just like what a breath of fresh air. Just how happy and like bright it is. Dude, American Girl gives me big Jai Paul vibes. Also, yeah. rumor has it he's coming back. Jai Paul, he's like Yeah, if if you wanted to trace an artist who originated the the the, the future wave, I guess. All the way back in the day. All the way back in the day in my years. I can't believe in Jai when I first heard of Jai Paul I was like 2017 or 16 or something like that it's almost 10 years ago yeah <laughs> i was like 12. i know i know that leak crazy. was so long yeah, but, ago yeah but he's the he's the originator like, yeah he's, he's the straight out of mumbai like dude like everybody's influenced by that dude exactly like, i can't I, like literally every single one of these artists i think like him and probably sophie are probably the most influential at least in this underground wave it's crazy it's crazy yeah because like i don't know it's 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 amazing to see the effect that like niche internet communities have on just like the way music is today. You know, like we look at Jai Paul, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. He hadn't released anything before that album leaked, mm-hmm. right? He didn't release anything. So literally, it's just somebody liked it enough that they went and fucking stole it <laughs> <laughs> and then put it out. And God. he's just like, I don't I don't know what to. And, and like, I don't blame him for just disappearing because, like, I don't think I'd be able to continue to make art in any sort of public manner after my debut shit people take, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like. If he stays where he's at, I don't blame him. 
But God, Jai Paul, please, please for me, come for back. me, just come back for me, okay? Feed the, feed the music industry, please, with your delicious milk, please, we need it. please, we need it so bad, please. <laughs> oh Lord, we do, we do. This year is gonna yeah. be fire for music, though. Yeah, I mean, it already has been fire, honestly. It, exactly. And it's just gonna get keep getting more fire. This summer's gonna be crazy. I am both excited for the music and not excited for the money that I'm about to spend. <laughs> because, Concerts. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. So expensive. Many albums. We, we can yeah, we can go and talk about that because that's that's an entire thing. That's an entire yeah. thing that's probably gonna destroy like <laughs> this year for like not just us, but just for everyone. For everybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so and that's actually up in the air right now. That's being decided because as a matter of fact, let me look this up right now while I'm talking. So, um, yeah, people don't talk about it, right? I mean, I guess I, I guess people are talking about it now. Yeah. But um, almost every single music venue that exists out there right now is owned by Live Nation. Live Nation? Every single one, right? Every single one. Obviously, right now, what's um, in the uh, in the news and in Congress, I believe, is an antitrust, well, essentially an antitrust lawsuit. It's framed under the guise of, I, I honestly, here, let me see, let me see. I got to, I want to get the details before I speak too much about it because I don't want to get it wrong. Um... Justice Department. Yes. So it's not even a it's not even a lawsuit. It's an actual full investigation. Investigation? Yeah. Entire investigation. Yes. After the whole Taylor Swift thing went down, um, where they had like thousands, thousands of dollars for tickets for no reason. You know, after that went down, they're like, okay, so what went wrong? <laughs> Basically, they're like, what went wrong? What did we do? What did we, how did we mess up? I mean, not, not Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster didn't give a fuck. They just were like, all right, oh, man, that sucks that you guys had to pay that much money. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, Lil Wayne's touring right now, though, so uh, if you want to just uh, buy some tickets for that, um, that'd be great. Oh my goodness. But no, that's literally how they reacted to that whole situation. So, of course, like, well, I shouldn't say of course, because this isn't a foregone, it should be a foregone conclusion. Mm -hmm. But when you scam people out of millions of dollars, someone's going to notice. What's mind-blowing to me is that it's just now being talked about. When people have, I guess, just been okay with paying... $500 $500 for general admission tickets yeah. or $300 for general admission tickets. And like, I'm sitting here feeling like an old person because I'm sitting here remembering what it was like to pay like $40 mm-hmm. or 25, 35 bucks for tickets to a show. Being able to be in high school and be like, oh, that's awesome. Let's go watch. And being able to afford tickets. 
It's like I. It's like if you want to go to concerts consistently nowadays, it's like you have to have a full time job. You have to yeah. be able to fully financially support yourself, so that you can somehow justify paying a hundred and fifty dollars. That's how much it was for us for standing room, for literal standing room for Kendrick Lamar. One hundred and fifty dollars. That was yeah. me watching the timer. And watching, sitting in the waiting room before the tickets came out. Me watching it. And then watching the tickets open up. Immediately tapping general admission. Immediately hitting purchase. $130. That was off rip. That was before pre- That was before resale. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. Is this really? It's like, everyone's just now talking about it because it's hit thousands of dollars. But, like, no, inflation shouldn't affect concert prices. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. I mean, it shouldn't exist in the first place, but it shouldn't affect concert tickets. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand how this is just now being something that people are talking about. And I guarantee you it's not going to be something that's going to be solved right now. People are going to talk about it. For a good week. They're probably done talking about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People yeah, are probably it's, done it's the problem talking with, about it. Problem even though with our... it's, like you said, going to absolutely ruin live music, for one. And two, it's going to put the biggest dent in artists' pockets. Yeah. Because the only way that artists are making money these days is touring. And what happens when most people get priced out of being able to go to these tours? Artists can't justify the money that it takes yeah. to go out and do this if there's not going to be enough people to watch it. Yeah. You well, know, I, that's the, I mean, that's kind of the, I mean, the reason why this entire thing happened was because once, oh, once the, once the record industry realized that the internet was going to pretty much, pretty much take away any any ounce of excess profit they could take from physical distribution of CD sales, right, which is used to be the main driver, right? You have to switch over to something physical and then something that's limited in supply, which is live live shows, right? Yes. But but then as with how the industry works and as as with how lots of aspects of our current system works, um you know, you find a market and then you continuously raise prices and then when you have such like such a surplus of artistry and just creativity and such a high demand for people to come and want to see it it's like well you know we already are in the same like we're already in the same family in the same network as all the people that run um the these these events let's just all collectively raise raise prices and and accumulate wealth like it's yeah it's uh, i honestly think that once like there has to like like once artists become more privy because like this has been an issue ever since like the the very first like artists that really like pushed this entire self promotion thing um, in the event space. I mean it was it was done oof, like pioneered by Prince and then Radiohead like did some self release stuff and yeah. But the thing about those artists is right they already had like a large platform to be able to do that and that's like the biggest problem with yes. a lot of the artists now like Taylor or Kanye or whatever that are trying to like 
Um, or Kendrick with PG Lang. Yeah, or Kendrick literally, with PG Lang. Exactly. Like any yeah. of these artist ran labels are literally just always that where they have to go. You have to go through the ringer of being exploited before you can even get the platform to be able to challenge exactly. the industry. Exactly. You know, and like even in even in Prince's case, where like he had done, you know, right after he had left Warner Brothers, and then he did this this deal with Arista Records for this one-off album agreement deal. Like even with that, like that went awry because of the the intentions of the the company to try to try to bolster this this large pop record. Whereas an artist like like Prince or artists in general, um, when they make music. Uh, the the reason why this control issue happens is because they're not able just to express their vision, communicate their vision, right? The the industry puts their they either don't they're not transparent with the artist about exactly how much it costs or exactly how much it takes to create something, or right they they curate exactly what what your your album or your what your music's supposed to be for a specific demographic, and then so so even in cases where you do have like these agreements and you have like um, some type of collaboration, business collaboration. It's always, it's at the like, it's it's with the. I'm trying to think. It's never with the intention to make sure that the artist can fully, can 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 fully be. Uh, how do I explain this? Like fully gain. Gain. Ah, shoot. Uh, I'm sorry. Here, let me. Like, I'll, like, I'll just cut because I, I, I have the idea. I have to finish the idea, and I'll just cut. Then I'll cut to this. Are you talking about yeah. gaining the ability to, like, have full control? Well, not like not full control. Like, I would, I would say over the process, over the curation process. Yeah. As as well as the as the creative process, because that's, like, with that one one deal that that Prince had signed, and like other. Like like Chance the Rapper, he did his his deal with Apple Music for one of his albums. Yeah, right. Like that one off kind of deal. Like the problem is that it only ends up. It, it only serves the intention of the company. Then afterward, right, you're not really able to, to to capitalize, or you're not able to, to in, invest back in, in in the creative you know community. You, you don't have like any resources to do that, and so, that's why. It, most artists or a lot of artists they they decide to go independent when they first start right because you still you're able to manage and, and manage your community and such right yeah and so the 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 the, re- the reason why this is a problem though is because the labels like they have access to all the infrastructure they have, they have access to all the networks and so it's it's it creates this really terrible power imbalance right yeah because you have one side the industry with access to all their networks and all their all their um and and all of their history in in capital and that's necessary for sustainability that's necessary for sustainability but with artists artists need to be able to have access to external creative resources right to be able to be able to invest into promotion to be able to invest into live performance because like when it comes to getting your art out there like even with social media and how that's made it so people can can easily easily express and easily show their art and easily uh, market themselves the the connection to the community they establish is what creates sustainability over time like you think of artists like Lupe Fiasco mm-hmm. right who 
who's still making fourteen million dollars as his net worth, um, even when he when he wasn't at the peak of his career. Yeah. Because he built a community through directly talking with, with them using social media, but also the performances and then also um you being able to and using in in, in in I would say monetizing, but 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 then that would be the proper term for it. But but off of that community that he created through that connection he made. But now like you have all these you have artists like just popping up on TikTok, popping up on Spotify, popping up on all these different small places. Like that physical community isn't there, and so and, and just because of just the over the oversaturation of. Everything from 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 merchandise to 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 direct ways that you can support artists, you know, who then becomes the consumer then, if that makes any. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. The the interesting thing that I've seen now is it's kind of so so. I do see a good future too because what you're mm-hmm. talking about is a very real problem, and it's it almost feels insurmountable because as the internet keeps existing, you know that what you're talking about the dispersion you know and yes it is breaking down of the whole gatekeeping you know of what talent actually gets exposure mm-hmm. but like you're saying the staying power of that artist to be able to continue to be sustainable is takes a grueling amount of effort yeah and Bec- like that needs like structure it needs yes. foundation to support you and, know, and, and, and 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 what i've been seeing what i have been seeing though is like Due to somebody's popularity on social media, when these artists blow up on TikTok for like two songs and then go away, people start noticing them in real life. And the only issue is they're not organizing shows. They're not organizing events. Yeah, but that harkens back to the, what we're talking 100%, about. One hundred percent. Exactly. Like, yes. That's, I mean, yeah. why wouldn't they be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, of course, like I wouldn't strike a deal with Live Nation if I was just like some. Yeah, you know, I mean, and they're not going to do it anymore because they've tried yeah. so many times with so many different artists that have given them one song and then it's done because they're like, oh, I can't exploit you this hard. Otherwise, you don't want to make it anymore. Yeah, it's like, oh, go fucking figure. <laughs> and it just takes away out of the experience of just art, like the, the creative experience. Like I feel this generation that just I think has missed out a lot on on what it's like to really experience things collectively and together live. I mean, COVID is an pretty much the biggest reason for that but yeah i i think not even just that but just the f- affordability like now uh-huh. it's just completely priced out like, exactly like, like, completely like there is no way you could mm-hmm. afford you know go into a concert of artists plural artists yeah that you like you know whereas like i had to drop i had to, to go to that music festival in delaware the firefly music festival i had to drop like a thousand dollars, maybe a little Jesus. bit more, to go to a music festival. Woodstock used to be twenty five dollars or less. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah. But like, that's the thing, is it's like the venues are controlled by the same people who sell the tickets. Everything is gay kept, and then now, everything's shifting to the internet, but the legacy gatekeeping, in physical form is still here Mm -hmm. so it's like you can't get the rave to host Mm -hmm. a local artist unless they're opening for a larger artist yeah because there's just no money there because there's no ability to create a community like that 
They still try to keep it alive. But I guarantee you the community was a lot bigger at the rave 20 years ago. Yeah. You know? And it's like, what's changed? Well, (laughs) it's pretty clear. (laughs) You know? But let's shift gears real quick. Yeah, what's up? So, we're about to watch the new episode. We haven't watched it yet. But, uh... The Last of Us. Ooh. (laughs) My God. What a fantastic show. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. If you haven't watched it yet, please go out. Please watch it. It's crazy. Because The Last of Us was kind of a staple of my childhood, surprisingly. Where it was something that I watched PewDiePie (laughs) play a game, like play a walkthrough of it. Or, uh, you know, just like play through of it. Yeah. And then I loved that so much that I watched Markiplier do a playthrough of it. <laughs> I loved that so much that I watched somebody else. Like, I literally went down the line and watched, like, four or five playthroughs of it. I played through it myself. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, wowed me since I was a kid. Now the TV show finally comes out, right? And I was, I was like, so torn when they announced it. I was like, oh, my God. Pedro Pascal. Oh, my <laughs> God. The Last of Us. <laughs> HBO TV show. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's like I'm halfway so excited and halfway absolutely terrified because I feel like it's my child. But now after seeing what I've seen, I am so happy that this exists and I'm so happy that they've kept it, you know, so close to what the original story was. But it got me thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Got me thinking. We have a lot of post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic media. Yeah, we do. You know, we have a fascination with chaos. And I was, like, sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, well, well, like, why? (laughs) Why do we have a fascination with the thing that everybody's worked so hard to build, which is society, which is comfortable living? Mm -hmm. You know, why are we so obsessed with that when it, after it falls? You know, after it goes away? Mm -hmm. You know? And I was thinking about it, I'm like, what does that activate inside of us? Like, everybody, you know, like, there's the whole, like, return to monk thing where you're, like, <laughs> go back to, su- like, sustenance living or mm-hmm. whatever it's called, where, where you're just, like, living off the land. Yeah, for survival. What it's called, too. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about, like, wh- why do we have such a pull towards that? And I think it has to do with like transparency with honesty so like once the societal expectations fall it gives a human the freedom to be whatever they actually are on the inside exactly (laughs) you know it creates like like there's no superstructure you can defer that belief in whatsoever exactly in in any capacity like Mm -hmm. literally the like the government, the community, yeah, and the business or and the providers is you and everyone in your immediate circle. Exactly. And so every single like interaction becomes something of like like it becomes like it it's fundamentally based on trust. Like cuz I feel like in our in our current society like there are so many facets of it that are based on trust, but we just just not aware of it because of how internally well certain things function. Yeah. Like I noticed this when I when I was a kid and I would be riding on the bus. You know, and and I I see the same bus driver, and it's like, well, that same bus driver, like I just ex- I, I just trust him entirely to drive me, 
to where I need to go. Mm-hmm. Even though at any point he could <laughs> yeah. drive off Lake Shore, Lake Shore Drive and exactly. kill us all. <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. You know, but it's like that's and then you start thinking about how many other aspects of society, like you trust the fact that all the people that design this uh this this house or this building we, you know all the it's all has po- great structural integrity like i-90 you, know. <laughs> you just trust the fact that everybody else isn't gonna fuck up or yeah. isn't gonna go crazy on the road and the thing about it is is that like although although like all that like those are privileges obviously at the same time they do can they can create anxieties within people because it's a lot it's a lot of you know potentials for that trust to be to be uh to be antagonized so to speak. yeah and then and so but like in a, in a situation like what you're talking about like like in these post-apocalyptic society like uh, situations and in, in 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 stories all of that is just completely taken down and so all that trust just gets consolidated between you and the person next to you exactly exactly and that's that, that's what always fascinated like that's what I fascinated me about about them. Yeah, you know? me too. And I I really enjoy. Yeah, exactly. I mm-hmm. really enjoy that aspect because it's a dive into okay, what does uh, what does man look like outside of the context of society? Mm-hmm. You know, what does a man look like? And it's interesting because, I mean, this is getting real meta with it, mm-hmm. but it's like this is being written by a person, so this is highlighting whoever the writer of this story this is highlighting their viewpoint of what true man is yeah and that's why it's so difficult to do exactly because like it's so easy to either be either be too cynical or or, yeah or not or too cynical you know or yeah yeah you get be either too pie in the sky like people are gonna all work together or too like every single person is going to kill each other Mm -hmm. until there's nobody left Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, and that's why I like. I've been watching the show, and that's why I like the show because like shows both their, sides. Yeah, it shows. It it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes. I mean, I guess. I guess we can. You know, spoiler warning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're probably gonna. To be completely honest, <laughs> we're probably gonna finish out the pod talking about this. Talking, yeah, we are. <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't watched it, stop it right now. Stop this pod right now. And go watch the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah, watch it all. The whole thing. Actually, don't even, don't watch it. Buy a PS3. Buy the copy of the game. Yeah. Play it. One sitting. <laughs> <laughs> one sitting. <laughs> do that. I'll, I'll buy it for you. Just just email me at the Unificate. Uh, never mind. Actually, we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to yeah. do that. I'm, I'm, I'm too broke right now. I'm too poor right now. Anyway. Anyways, so, yes, yes. Continue. <laughs> but. You've been loving the show. Yeah. The, dude, like the thing about it, like. That's what I like, like, like about the show because they really do portray the 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 humanity. Like all the rules they they set up make rational sense. Mm-hmm. Like even the ones that are like incredibly like sad. Yes. Like the fact that Joel has to kill children. <laughs> yes. Because and, and they have this one scene where because they live on this 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 uh, basically no one because of the 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 virus that takes over. They they don't really understand. Yeah. They don't have an origin point or any cause. So they're 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 every single little pocket group or faction and they're all handling they're, they're it all, they're all handling it differently and then the one that Joel is in was like okay well we're just gonna kill anyone that comes yeah we have no idea it, which like makes rational sense it's it's terrible mm-hmm. like it's bad and it's evil and it sucks but like if I was in that society and that was the rule like I wouldn't because you yeah. don't know you don't fundamentally understand at all exactly you don't have any mechanisms to do any proper research and so that understanding it's like what what do you do you know and it it paints like it's accurate you know it's mm-hmm. hu- it's humanistic because they, they show the fact that people like they show the woman 
uh, giving the child the drill and saying, I can't do this. Like they show that human side of it, but then they they also show uh, just just the utility. And also I think the, the, the effect of, like I think a lot of a lot of a lot of at least with the, the at least with so, so I wouldn't say with the Last of Us specifically, but just with other um, post-apocalyptic societal I guess yeah, just media. genre type yeah. Yeah, media uh, uh, that I've seen. Like I think a lot of it, they they tend to. If I if I were to say like like it like like romanticize like like romanticize yeah. but. I wouldn't say romanticize it, okay, but they don't. They, I mean, some some it, it depends on how, let's say, societally or specifically societally. Um, I don't want to use the word conscious, but I guess uh, critical. Yeah, it is. No, no, no. I a, see a lot of saying. them like they, yes. they don't. They because a lot of the issues are just directly reflective of what occurs in the society that happens that it breaks down from exactly you know and the last of us i don't and and because i just said we haven't seen it i don't know if this plot there that they're getting into with this with the with the with the government and their their entire life firefly yeah yeah, the fireflies and yeah like i don't know how let's say because i mean they're really playing up the narrative aspect like the yeah, the the the, the re- rebels going against the establishment narrative aspect of it, but like the commentary aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't played. I mean, they have in certain in instances, but they haven't played as into it, you know, um, as something like 1984 or something like that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's like, well, I have I have good news, and this is something that's also been killing me. Yeah. Due to the fact that I watched so many playthroughs of it, and mm-hmm. I played through it myself <laughs> twice, it's. I know the story front to back. So you know it. So and I've just... been having to sit here. <laughs> so I will let you know, without spoiling anything, without spoiling anything, they are trying to target the idea of, like, the establishment power and the radicals trying to fight the establishment power and everybody else caught in between in the crossfire. And Joel is supposed to be the guy caught in the crossfire. And Mm -hmm. the Fireflies are trying to do what's right for society. Same thing with the uh, government. Mm -hmm. They're trying to do what's right for society. Mm -hmm. And so they play with this idea of, like, and we already saw, we already saw with the introduction of the Fireflies when Ellie was first introduced. Mm -hmm. They're killing people. (laughs) (laughs) They're a terrorist organization. Mm -hmm. You know, they're literally doing acts of terror. They might be doing it for the right, but they're still doing acts of terror. And so it's like, what? And like, that's Joel's whole thing is he's like, I don't, neither side is what I want to be with. Like, I don't agree with either side. Yeah. I don't agree with what they're doing. And it is a commentary, even past the idea of like what true man is without society, mm-hmm. is it gets down to what. It what is true morality? What is the yeah, base is level of morality with yeah. all of the rest stripped apart? And the ending, oh my god, dude, I am so excited! I'm so excited just to yeah, see I mean, everybody I talking about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I mean, I'm yeah. Because like Joel is the microcosm of the everyman. That's the whole point. That's why yeah. everybody likes his character so much. Is he's supposed to be 
the microcosm of like, okay, you know, shit's not going right. I'm not in entire control. I don't know what's out yeah. there, but I'm going to figure it out for myself. And I'm just going to trust very few people, but just I know who's out there. I know who I'm interacting with, you know, and it's supposed to be like, this is what, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just fantastic. And I hope, I hope people get more out of watching these things than they have the past in the past, just due to the fact that the story is so well written. Yeah. I really hope people look past just the, this is a zombie show, you know? Yeah. And I think people are, I Mm -hmm. think people are. And I think, I mean, I think that just the premise of the show, the fact that it's like this psychedelic drug kind of kind of deal yeah <laughs> you know and, 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 and the entire idea is does it is it specifically designed to control people or not like like, like i think even that like with the slight impl- implications and the allusions to drug usage is that i think you know i saw some funny memes about like people going like as soon as they just listen to the description of the drug and what it does they're like oh shit that's way too accurate to fucking lsd or something mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it, it, it's hilarious wait what do you mean the uh like w- 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 like like or just like it's like a psychedelic you know mm-hmm. it's it's a equivalency i don't think it has any scientific merit whatsoever oh you mean it, like well just, ironically like the whole idea of cordyceps and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. it could happen because like like they're talking about it's got precedent in nature mm-hmm. there's actual cordyceps that infect insects mm-hmm. take over their nervous system and control their body like puppets to mm-hmm. spread the fungal infection to the rest of the colony mm-hmm. and so it's like w- right now we're dealing with the bird flu mm-hmm. that's shrecking chickens right now the reason eggs are so expensive is because the bird flu is shrecking chickens and scientists are talking about the fact that the bird flu has now started infecting other animals Mm -hmm. and so it's not too much of a stretch to believe that the bird flu could come to like could be an issue for humans and if that's the case Mm -hmm. what's to stop other types of infections you know, we already get fungal infections on our skin, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that there's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying incredi- to. Say, I'm, I'm not incre- trying I'm to fear monger. <laughs> yeah, I'm not incredibly like knowledgeable about about mm. uh, about neuroscience to the degree where I can talk on this. But at least with what I've with any authority, but at least at least with what I've same here by the way. Heard, I have this is all what, hearsay. <laughs> at least what I've, I've 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 read about like there there isn't to the extent that it can controls. Like it, it can fundamentally control people's neural passageways. It would be way too difficult. The reason it can control insects is because their neural pathways are like three. They have like three <laughs> neural pathways. Yeah. Like pincers, legs, and like neck or some shit. You know, it's got very few neural processes. Us simply walking around is something that it took scientists like 30 years to figure out in robots. So like getting a fungus that is actually able to replicate the type of activity that goes on in our brain just to walk around and function mm-hmm. is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. And so it would take already it would take years 
for the fungus to it would it would have to like, what, what would have to happen is it would have, have to, to infect the human first. <laughs> it'd have to get into humans in the first place and not do anything. Not do anything. Figure out what it's basically think like a hacker almost, <laughs> right? You have to get through the firewall, you're into the computer, and then once you're there you have to figure out what you can actually do in it what you actually have control over so that takes you going into the file pathways that takes like you going through specific like a specific set of things just to figure out what you have control over mm-hmm. well the fungus would have to do that within people <laughs> over the course of like 50 years two generations mm-hmm. i mean not 50 years even more than that like 100 years right it would have to stay it would have to be consistently communicating and consistently spreading a fungal infection amongst humans, unnoticed, by the way, because if doctors noticed it, even if it doesn't have any effect on anybody, they'd start making a medicine for it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but these uh, fungus would have to literally just be resident in humans trying to figure out how to work it. And then after all that time, it would be more like... I th- well, what what is it? Was it Walking Dead where it's like everybody's infected? It's just when you die, you turn into a zombie. That's what it would be. Yeah, you know, and it would take a long time, and Jesus. there's no way it would get past modern medicine without us being able to notice it. And and, and there there you have it, folks. Risk Rocket just completely debasing yeah. the entire premise exactly of Last of Us and pretty much any zombie movie mm-hmm. that you've. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you ever went to sleep and and feared that. You're going to wake up next morning and there's going to be a zombie outside your window about to eat you and your children. It's never going to happen. Now, 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 I Potentially. say... Potentially. I say all of that... Actually, I take that back. I, you keeping know, in mind... Only a Sith The vaccine. The vaccine. Never mind. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to censor that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Now, 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 before we get ourselves canceled, I think, I you think. Unifa canceled. Yeah, Unifa canceled, dude. Unifa <laughs> canceled. But on that note, I think. I guess we can call it. I think we can call it. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Two uh, pretty big topics. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. You know, you know. This is a little, this was a little, nobody's on the ones and zeros. This is just Connor and me in the basement. By the way, this is the new setup. This is the new digs. Got a little corner. Gotta clean it up a little. But you know, <laughs> it'll look nice. Gonna try and get a tree in here. Get some green. Some get some green. green. Some more green. Yeah. More green. Yeah. Y'all don't even know what's going on behind the camera either. There's a full, you know, giant ass Lego Star Wars battle scene that is being Dude. constructed, but y'all won't see that for a little while, you know. Take it we gotta keep some of the secret sauce secret. So <laughs> some of the secret sauce. Alright, people. Much love. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. If you're on Spotify, thanks for watching. Yes. If you're on YouTube. Yes. I it's beautiful. It's like, beautiful. You guys are beautiful. Like Subscribe, subscribe, share, comment, share, comment, love. What do you think? Love. What do you think of the Last of Us? Would you just kill yourself at the beginning of the zombie infection to spare yourself the indignity of becoming a zombie or watching everybody you love turn into zombies, or would you fight it out, machete up, strap yourself with bandoliers of fire, fucking shotgun rounds, load it up into some 
fucking spaz 12, tie a bandana around your forehead, put some face paint on it, go out like a man. Let us know in the comments. I mean, that's, that's a little sexist, but... That's like a, a yeah. man. <laughs> no emotion. No tears. Chop off your arm when it gets bit. I don't give a fuck. Okay, Gary v. Good night. Imagine your family shot in the forehead, infected by brain-eating cordyceps. Every morning in the shower, otherwise you won't be a billionaire investing auto trading crypto AI. Auto trading crypto AI. <laughs> NFT!